We're there. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Giants. Danny? We're there. We finally arrived. It is draft, draft day. It is draft day. Call up that actor from that movie with the Browns that no one watched. <laughs> it is draft day. We got the 6th and the 17th pick. This Talking Giants. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with Danny King, coming to you from New York. I'm down here in Florida. And it's... It just, I, it's one of those days. You get, a, you get a few of these a year within sports where it just feels like you're going to war, and it feels like that completely, even though we're not actually playing anything. But it has that atmosphere, and there's a lot buzzing around the Giants and the number six pick. So let's talk about that before we go into our mocks. There's rumors that from SNY that the Giants are in love with Daniel Jones, and he is their guy, and that he's going at six. I don't really buy into that. I'm trying to not, and I'm not like, oh, this is a smoke scene from the Giants. I just think there's so many people out there talking that, and people are willing to run with anything at this time of year, you know, these, these couple days, because like, you can pretty much report anything and it can't be proven wrong. Um, unless, you know, you're, you know, talking about the Cardinals or something, huh. but I do not believe this. I still believe that Kyler is going to the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have kind of kept quiet and, and opened up some rumors, uh, I think that's part like and this isn't like some conspiracy theory. I think, you know, I was listening to a podcast with Todd McShay, like the, you know, the, the draft experts kind of believe this, too, that they want there to be some excitement about and mystery about the number one pick, which means Josh Rosen will be traded unless they decide to stick with him, which I just do not see happening, even though they've said that they might. I, I just don't believe that at all. And I'm still on the Josh Rosen train. But by the end of the day today. We should know who our QB of the future is, or we'll have absolutely no clue and be looking towards next year. Yeah, you're right. I I, I believe. <clears throat> sorry, that uh, we found out Baker Mayfield was the first overall pick uh, about like three o'clock last year. That's when uh, all the reports from ESPN came out saying the Browns intend to make Baker the first overall pick. So I expect that to be the same today. We'll get some form of uh, confirmation that's going to be Kyler. But as you said, I think they want to make their first overall pick interesting because it's been kind of obvious for the past few months now that Kyler Murray is going to be that guy. So they're like, ooh, let's cause a little suspense. But I agree with you. By t- tomorrow morning, we should have our quarterback. And that very well could be Daniel Jones. Hopefully not at the sixth pick. I've said that uh, on Twitter. I said I'll get my pitchfork ready if that does happen. But uh, I-, I wouldn't be mad with Daniel Jones at 17. But six, that is very much pushing it. Yeah, definitely. I, I I just, and I saw someone else uh, today put it pretty simple. Daniel Jones is not as bad as Twitter and people make him out to be. Dwayne Haskins isn't as good as people make him out to be. And But I think both those guys are where, like, there's so much talent in this draft. And I just think we're going to have a chance at a Hall of Fame defensive player at six. And when you don't really trust in one of those guys, you go for that Hall of Fame defensive player. Now, maybe Gettleman and the Giants do trust that one, you know, because at the end of the day, yeah, like, yeah, we've, you know, watched their tape and evaluated them. But quarterback is so hard to evaluate, like, and that's why, and especially in this year's draft where it seems like, you know, some people got, you know, Haskins one and some people got Haskins five and some people got Jones, you know, one, two, and some people have them seven, eight. So it's all over the board. So if they believe in a guy, then, yeah, take them at six. But I just – 
it's hard for me to believe that they are all in on any of these guys, unless the Cardinals don't draft Kyler Murray, in which chaos will ensue after that for whoever gets to get him. Yeah, you're right. Get the Cardinals don't draft Kyler Murray. It's just going to be going to a frenzy this draft because we also have to take into account that uh, the Redskins now apparently want to get into the top five of this draft. Uh, I'm not sure who they've done their most homework on, but I believe they have to be taking a look at Dwayne Haskins. So uh, it's going to get interesting. And as you said, yeah, Twitter has made Daniel Jones look to be the worst quarterback to ever grace the game of football. That's not true. The guy's a quality player. It's just that people don't want him because they feel like Dwayne Haskins is an even better guy, and that's a fair assessment. But I think it's unfair to Daniel Jones, the criticism that's been put on him. He's a quality football player. He's had some quality starts. Yeah, he's had some bad games, but every quarterback has some bad games. And that's the same with Dwayne Haskins. People are making him out to be like this, like the next big thing. He could be a big thing, but people have overhyped him. And I feel like if he has a few bad games in the NFL, people are going to be like, oh, he's the biggest disappointment in this year's draft class. So it's just interesting to see how people evaluate each player. And for all we know, Dwayne Haskins may be the worst quarterback in this year's draft class, and Daniel Jones may turn out to be the best quarterback in this year's draft class. We just don't know until they actually play a game of NFL football. Yeah, quarterback is the one position where we don't know. Like, we're, like me and you both, I think, agree that we have Haskins above Daniel Jones. But at the same yeah. time, we're not going to be – like, there's nothing that's going to surprise me with these uh, – with the top three – or the top four guys, Jones, uh, Haskins, uh, Kyler, and Locke. And that's not in any particular order. Because um, Locke is another guy where it's like, man, if he puts it together, it's just we don't know with these guys. And – so to, I, th- I think to be like one way heavy, uh, you know, one way or the other for the and besides Kyler, yeah, you can be all in a Kyler all out because we kind of know what we're getting with him. It's just kind of like, is that going to work? Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, like I said, Haskins, he's a very hard player to evaluate because his stats are, inf- like, you know, we talk about this, his stats are inflated. That doesn't mean like, and I'm not going to knock a guy for finding guys that are wide open. It's just, it's a question mark. Like what, what's going to happen when he gets to the NFL? Uh, Daniel Jones, like it's, it's just hard to evaluate these guys. And now I, I will be disappointed if Jones is a pick at six um, Haskins, if Haskins is a pick at six, I will not be disappointed. Uh, I might be a little bit cause I, you know, especially if let's say a Quentin Williams, actually if, we never know what's going to happen with the Raiders. But if, say, a Quentin Williams or a Josh Allen's there, then I'll be disappointed. But Haskins, I, I would not be. Uh, Jones, I would be. Yeah, you're right. And I remember before you said, like, a Hall of Fame player, and I wanted to bring it up, but now I just remembered. Uh, Dave Gillis said he believes that six. Like, last year, number two's pick is a gold. You have to be a gold jacket type of player. He still believes that at six, you still have to be a gold jacket type of player. Not as like It's not as much pressure as a two. But he still thinks you got to be a gold jacket type of player. And if he doesn't feel like that's not Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones with the rumor going out there, then don't take him. But if you're right, if someone like Quinton Williams falls to us, uh, De- uh, Devin White, uh, someone like that, the Giants have to take him. I'm sorry. The quarterback needs that can go on the back burner. These are like somewhat very dominant defensive forces. And as that is our biggest need right now. Next to probably quarterback at the top of the board. But Eli's still there. We really don't have anyone on defense. Yeah, and then I mean, I'll be excited for us to know because it's it's been a headache of who is going to happen. I still believe though that Josh Rose, like if the, like we're all assuming that the Cardinals are taking Kyler at one, and for re- for some reason the past few days we've stopped talking about Josh Rosen. Whereas if Kyler's taking at one, Josh Rosen is gone, and that makes Josh Rosen available. 
And if they say the Redskins trade up there, that's another guy that's gone. I don't see Miami making a move on him. And so really our, our bidding partners would or our uh, the people would be bidding against are the Patriots and the Chargers. And at the end of the day, we hold that 17 pick if if that's the case. And I, I, I still think he'll be available for the number 37 pick. Yeah, yeah right now it seems like the Cardinals, not the Cardinals, uh, the Dolphins have interest in drafting a quarterback. And the, the two they've done their most homework on, according to uh, NFL Network, has been uh, Dan, Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones. So it seems like they're intent on taking possibly the those two guys. I don't think they have any interest in Rosen. And as we said, the Redskins want to move up into the top five. And so it doesn't look like they have any interest in Rosen now at the moment either because apparently Dan Snyder, their owner, has taken over the drafted choice this year. Last time he, he did that, I read it was Robert Griffin that was drafted. So as you said, it's probably only the Giants, Chargers, and Patriots that really have any interest in Rosen. If at all, we don't know because it's really died down these past couple of days with the Rosen rumors. And apparently the 37th pick that was offered, unsure if that's been pulled, and we don't know what the other teams have offered, if anything. So it's still, the Cardinals really control right now everything because they could still have Rosen, and they could draft Kyler, that he become that much more valuable to teams, or they just don't draft Kyler, they roll with Rosen. Right. All right, so before we move to the mock draft, what's your gut for pick six and the quarterback situation? For pick six, I'm going to say... If I'm going logical, they got It's gonna be, I say, Dwayne Haskins because I is think, is that who you want or who? Like I'm saying, who do you like? Maybe, oh. maybe. Sorry, I might have interrupted you for no reason. No, who do no. you think will be picked by Dave Gettleman at six? F, jeez, uh, because that's so tough. Because Dave Gettleman is such a questionable guy. I'm gonna have to go with that. He knows that we need a quarterback, and Eli's not gonna be around forever. And I feel like, the, I mean, they gave Daniel Jones that private workout, but that's only because Pat Shermer was there. I'll, I'll got to say Dwayne Haskins. The guy had, dinner, had, like, lunch and dinner with Eli Manning. I mean, come on. And apparently they that's the quarterback they did their most work on, and they really seemed interested in him at both the combine and his pro day. So I say Dwayne, if he's there, Dwayne Haskins is going to be the pick. But, it, yeah, I'm going to say Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I definitely believe that Dave Gilman has Haskins over Jones. I don't. Like I don't, I just do not believe that the Jones, uh, that Jones is their guy at number six. All right, so I'm gonna say for the quarterback situation, it's Rosen still. Maybe that's wishful thinking, but I still believe that. And at six, and we'll talk about this in the mock. I believe someone's gonna trade up and get Haskins. I think I believe Washington's gonna trade, which means a quarterback, which means one less defensive player, or one more defensive player is on the board. And with the Bucks at five, supposedly they're like in love with Devin White, and it'd be hard for them to draft. Uh, say a Quentin Williams, uh, if you know with Gerald McCoy and then Vita Vea, who they just drafted last year in the first round. Uh, so I think Quentin Williams is going to fall because I think Josh Allen is going to go up three to the Jets. I really think Quentin Williams is going to be there at six, and I, I think that I think that's the pick we uh, we have to make. I, I love that pick. I love Quentin Williams. He's probably the best defensive player in his draft. And if he falls, then, yeah, I would 100% see the Giants taking him because it's rare to get that talented of a defensive guy. His football IQ is amazing. And just some of the things I've seen of him, and some teams just came away impressed with his football IQ. So, Quentin Williams, if he's – yeah, I think he, he will be a great pick for the Giants. Definitely. Uh, before we go to the mock draft, Kevin Zeitler uh, had his contract restructured uh, to pay him, you know, $5 million guaranteed over the, uh, the, two, the following two years. Which frees up $5 million of cap space, which helps us with signing draft picks and or uh, Mike Remmers when, uh, once he passes a physical. 
So just kind of that's I mean that's definitely a good move. Uh, hope you know Kevin Zeitler. We're hoping he's going to be around long term. So just spreading that spreading that out a little bit to help the team. I, I think it's a no brainer. Yeah, I mean we we had we were expected the Giants to make some form of way to free up some cap space. So this is the way they chose. I mean I like the move. I mean he shows that he he wants to help out the Giants. He gave up he freed up some cap space with him for this year. And as you said, he's going to be a quality player, and we're going to need him for the next few years. And uh, he was quality. He was quality in Cleveland. I believe he'll continue to do the same here, especially if I uh, say Quan Barkley. That's gonna be fun to watch. Definitely. All right. So let's move on to the mock draft. Before that, a quick ad from our sponsor. All right. So a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will, di- will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. All right, let's do our mock draft. We've been waiting to do this. So this is the Bobby Skinner mock draft 1.0 and the Danny King mock draft 1.0, the one and only, unless some kind of madness happens tomorrow, say Josh Rosen gets traded, then we might have to readjust our mock drafts. Yes. Uh, I kind of get sick of mock drafts. I like I like looking in them for references, um, but I never really like look at a mock draft and be like, look, look, he's got, unless you're number one, two, or three. But I never look at a mock draft and be like, Look who they got going to us at seventeen. Time to get used. Like I just don't. Pay, I don't understand like the getting mad at mock drafts. I think some. I mean, obviously there's some silly ones and like you know people. Yeah, people say like crazy. Ones. Yeah, people do bad ones on purpose to get people to listen. Like Dwayne Haskins in the third round. No way. <laughs> like like I don't buy into that. So, but I wanted to do one because you know why not? Um, and I put out a thread today of my guys. But why don't you listen to me explain it instead of reading it, people? All right, with the number one. Over the the number six overall pick round one, Danny. Who do you got going to the Giants? This pick, uh, it really depends with the Jets because I hear they're very interested in him, more interested than Josh Allen. But with the six overall pick, I have the Giants going Ed Oliver out of Houston. Uh, the guy's just a defensive beast. Yeah, a little fun fact: he's the first free time All American in Houston history. I mean, the guy's just a force. 54 total tackles this year, 29 solo, 25 assists. He had some injuries issues this year, but I don't see that being a problem. The guy, he really just loves football. The only issue he had this year was when uh, his coach yelled at him for wearing a jacket on the sidelines. So that's the only big gripe with him right now. But I love Ed Oliver. He's a big guy, and he's a very physical guy. His hands are great, quick feet. Uh, Him, Dalvin Tomlinson, B.J. Hill, I like that defensive line right there. So that's why I got Ed Oliver out of Houston with the six. I like what you're thinking, but I worked it out into my mock draft where Quentin Williams could fall to six. So I got Quentin Williams out of Alabama. Obviously, there's always that narrative around Alabama defensive players where it's like, yeah, they never produced in the NFL, which is not even really a narrative. It was true for some time where, you know, you had guys who were supposed to be these great players and it just never panned out. But it's changed over the past couple of years. There's been some really good guys. Um, and, and just you watch Quentin Williams and he's a beast. Uh, it will be interesting to see how he, you know, uh, translates to the NFL because, you know, if he's that good, he's going to be getting a lot more focus. But I believe in this guy. He does everything right. And so, yeah, I got Quentin Williams going 1-6 at one seventeen. I got another Alabama guy, offensive tackle, Jonah Williams. This guy, a lot of like the draft experts have him number three on their tackles. 
I got him number one. I love this guy. He's a technician. He and uh, Joe Thomas has been his player comp, and I couldn't agree more. The guy is just a student in the game. He's a player comp, and he's a freaking beast. He just gets those big old meaty hands on you, and they don't, and it's almost impossible to get them off you. I love Jonah Williams, and that essentially locks in our offensive line for the next three, four years uh, with, you know, uh, the center as a little bit of a question mark. Yeah, I I, I love Jonah Williams. Uh, Yeah, you're right. He's the number one tackle on this draft. He's a dominant force, but I I couldn't bring myself. I drafted him in in that fan mock draft for Simple Man Radio, but I couldn't do it with the 17th overall pick. I think people, I hope people like this. I think it's a good choice. Daniel Jones out of Duke. I had to do it. We need a quarterback. The David Cutcliffe connections there. As I said, he gives me the Ben Roethlisberger type of feels. Uh, he's he's a great player, great arm. He does have some gripes, but I believe Eli's the, the guy that can make Daniel Jones a top tier NFL quarterback. So that's why I got Daniel Jones at seventeen. Yeah, I really like that Big Ben comp you did in the last episode. I haven't had I, everyone's just saying Eli Manning because of the Cutcliffe connection, which I get. Big Ben really is his player comp, his, his player comp, and so yeah, I actually like that a lot. What you said on him, but who do you have going at two thirty-seven, Danny? I have. I was stuck between Rocky Asin and Lonnie Johnson Jr., both cornerbacks. So I went Lonnie Johnson Jr. out of Kentucky. Uh, the guy ran a four-five-two out of a at the combine and Lonnie Johnson, I believe he's the guy that could really help this offense. He's six foot one. He's great size for position, long arms. He's, he's a very smooth type of guy. Lateral transitions are fluid. So Lonnie Johnson, I believe he could be the guy once Janoris Jenkins is done because I believe barring Janoris Jenkins having like all pro type season, this is most likely his last year in big blue. So we got to find someone to replace him. I think Lonnie Johnson could be that guy. Yeah, I'm I'm not the biggest on Lonnie. I think like you know he has everything there, and I'll kind of contradict myself with my third round pick with that. But it's just like he never really put together. But he is a talent, and like you said, he'd be a great guy to pit behind Janoris Jenkins. Now I'm a big. Now I'm gonna make my I'm gonna go against everything I believe in when it comes to mock drafts. I never believe in doing trades in mock drafts. I just think it's kind of silly and it's stupid. And it's like how are you gonna like I just don't understand how you can project a trade. That being said, I'm projecting Josh Rosen. He's going to be traded for the 237. I've been talking about it for the past month and a half. And so when I do the mock draft, I can't just ignore quarterback position. I got Josh Rosen going there. So, I mean, there's not much to be said. But I will say my third round pick, round three, pick number 95 overall. This one you could say I reached for, but I'm a big believer in this guy. Cornerback out of Miami, Michael Jackson. Ooh! Ooh. He's he he's got the speed, he's got the size. Some people are saying like, oh, he he can you know have to move to the safety, because he's not someone you can really trust in man. But I expect him to improve a lot. And obviously with Dave Betcher's system, there's not a whole lot of times where it's like, all right, you're gonna go you know be on an island with this guy uh, all game. And so yeah, I like Michael Jackson. I think he fits into like uh, into our scheme where he can play up at the line and the, and the nickel. You can play him deep. I just think he's. Able to be able to be used in a lot of different ways. So I like Michael Jackson out of Miami. Who do you got going at three ninety five? 
before that, I will say I do also have Michael Jackson, not at 95, a little later down, but I'll get to that later with that. But at 95, I got Trey Watson, the linebacker out of Maryland, six foot two. I like the guy. I mean, his football intelligence, he's had some missed opportunities, but I believe he can fix that. Great tackling, his block shedding, I mean, it's fine, not the best, but... He still has it. He can get around blocks easily. He's very tough. I like his lateral mobility. His coverage skills, he got five interceptions this year from Maryland. He's able to feed change direction very good. I like Trey Watson. And if we're not able to get uh, Devin White or Devin Bush, I think this will be a great guy to pair next to uh, Alec Ogletree this year for the defense. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so who do you got going in the fourth round, pick 108? I've got the guy to replace Chad Wheeler, Bobby Evans out of Oklahoma. The guy, he, I think he's a hog, Molly, this guy. Six foot five. I like the way uh, he's able to use his life to the advantage, his hand technique. He's sometimes laid on it, but he's able to offer a very good punch to this. His balance, he's very. I think he's anchored very well up there. His football IQ, it's fine, but he's able to handle twin, uh, not twins, twist stunts and some uh, blitzes effectively. Uh, I just like the guy. He's very. He's a flexible guy, and he's a big guy. And like, if you knock his, if you knock down his quarterback too hard, he's coming at you, ready to fight you. I love Bobby Evans out of Oklahoma. He's the guy to replace Chad Wheeler. Yeah, definitely. So at four one hundred eight, and after this pick, I really start drafting just for like guys I like instead of need because I think that's what you do in the later rounds. Okay. I got Tavon Cone, uh, Tevin Coney out of uh, Notre Dame, middle linebacker. You watch this guy in film. He's a do-all kind of guy. He's a tackle machine. He has good speed. Uh, he can go in the coverage like no, like 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 an amazing. He's amazing in coverage. Uh, he forces fumbles. You can, he can even get a sack or two. Uh, he had you know a decent amount of interceptions. He was just the leader of that defense at Notre Dame. And it's just if it weirds me out why he's dropping so much. I love Tavon Coney. I think he's going to be a stud, and I think he'll be a Week One starter for the Giants if he if he gets picked. Uh, here, I'm not going to spend too much time on this guy because you basically covered him. Michael Jackson, the corner. Uh, Sam Beal's not as what we think he is. I think Michael Jackson could be a guy that you can plug in for Sam Beal. Uh, that's just my opinion on Michael Jackson. I like the guy. He's a, he, he could contribute if, say, Sam Beal doesn't work out for us. Yeah, is that at 5-132? Yeah, 5-132. Okay, I got – I got now I also have a defensive back from Miami – Sheldrick, red one, red, red one. Uh, I like him a lot. He's an athlete. Now, I don't like him as much as his counterpart, Jaquan Johnson, who where Sheldrick, red one, has the size and the speed. And, you know, like Jaquan Johnson was a better player than him in Miami. But I think Jaquan will be off the board at this point. I like red one. He can do – he's a do-all kind of guy. Uh, and he has all the size you can need. And you can even put him in the nickel a little bit. I mean, he's just a versatile guy. Uh, obviously, we have two safeties in Peppers and Bethea, but Bethea's older, um, so you know it'd be nice to get someone in there to either replace him or learn behind, and that's kind of what you want at these picks, and he, he would be a beast on special teams. All these next guys are kind of really good at special teams. Um, and then at pick 142, I go with Ohio State guard Michael Jordan. He, not the United University of North Carolina <laughs> guard Michael Jordan. <laughs> The guard from Ohio State, Michael Jordan. Offensive lineman. I like this guy a lot. You covered him when we covered the offensive line. Uh, he's a beast. He gets his hands on you. And I think he can move over to center. if He either provides depth at guard, which, you know, injuries happen, so you always need that, and we're pretty thin there. Or at, at best-case scenario would be he could challenge for the starting spot at center 
you know, I like Jalapio, 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 however you want to pronounce it, a lot. But at the same time, I'm, I don't think he's a world beater. So, yeah, that's why I got Michael Jordan. I think we need death on the O-line and maybe even a little battle. Who do you got at 142? I agree with you 100%. I, I, got, I went Michael Jordan at 142. I covered him, and uh, I didn't know much about it. But after covering him, I'm like, I think we need this guy. Great depth position for both guard, God forbid, in case something like happens to Will Hernandez or Kevin Zeidler. He also has experience at setter, as you said, and he can just help compete against Pulley and Jalapio. Say those two don't work out. Uh, I like Michael Jordan. Uh, his name, I believe he'll become the greatest football player in the history if, as long as he's like the Michael Jordan of the NBA. Oh, so are you, are you are you saying you're an MJ guy over LeBron? Ooh, the, uh, see, I see. I, I'm a LeBron. I, I know LeBron because I've actually seen him. So, like, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm a Michael Jordan guy. But everyone's like, you weren't even born when Michael Jordan played basketball. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. But I like that. Because, uh, but to, sorry to uh, get you off the rails, but. Me and Zach have made a pact to never debate MJ versus LeBron on Snowman Radio. But I decided for probably about two months straight, every interview we did, I finished it off with, hey, this is the most annoying question in sports. Who's the GOAT, MJ or LeBron? And you'd be surprised how many Kobe guys I got. I think Cody Latimer was a Kobe guy. Rob <laughs> Martin, the running back for the Giants, was a Kobe guy. I mean, and I would tell, I said right to him, like, you guys are the worst kind of people in the world that like Kobe. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I got you off track. What were you saying? Uh, no, yeah, uh, I was just saying Michael Jordan is going to be the best player in the football because you should follow the NBA Michael Jordan. But, yeah, great depth guy. Uh, he'll fit in well in case something goes wrong this year for our offensive line. Okay. Did you make your 142 pick? Yes, that was Michael Jordan. Oh, you picked Michael Jordan too? Oh yeah, did I? I thought I said uh, we we agree here. I guess I did it, but yes, we agree with Michael Jordan. <laughs> I just figured you were talking about. <laughs> I, know. Like I, was, I wasn't paying attention. Oh no! All right, so the literally the next pick, I'm gonna pick a cornerback. Fun little fact: Josh Norman, a cornerback, was picked at that spot. Ooh. Former player of David Gettleman, even though I don't think David Gettleman drafted him. I got out of James Madison, Jimmy Moreland. He's not much of a no- he's not known because he played at James Madison. But the guy was just a beast, and I know it's hard to judge guys on film when they play at these smaller schools. But he just sticks to people like glue. He makes unbelievable plays, and the guy's fast. I love Jimmy Moreland. I know I picked Michael Jackson ahead of him, but I think Jimmy Moreland actually might have the potential to be higher on the depth chart than Michael Jackson uh, week one of the NFL season. Yeah, I like Jimmy Moreland. I I watched some of his tape when I saw that pick on your – Twitter Fred, so I I like uh, him, but uh, at this point with my 143 pick, I think I reached a little bit, but I once again went for depth on the offensive line. I went for Ali Udo. Oh jeez, I think I absolutely butchered his name, but Ali Udo. Uh, I think I really did reach for him, but uh, he he flashed some nasty as a finisher. His size is good. He's got good rhythm in his kick slides. His his feet move early, but I don't think that's a problem. Carries the pop, good strength. People say he's got a tree trunks for legs, not like Saquon's legs. Nothing could beat those, but he's got some big legs. Uh, he has two, he, he can improve. He's got a lot to improve on. And I believe someone like Nate Solder could really help him improve on some of his techniques. Nate Solder's going to be a good mentor if we do go with him. Right. Where Where is he out of? Uh, where? Uh, wait, hang on a second. My notes just fell. Ollie, he's from uh, Elon College. He's from Elon. Elon, never heard of him. Elon Musk College. All right. <laughs> All right, so for the next pick, we have pick 171. So now it's getting a little down and dirty. I got your guy out of USC, K. 
Cameron Smith, and I know I've already picked him at a linebacker. Uh, he's just a smart player, and I think he's a kind of he's a depth guy, and he's gonna he's gonna make cut have to cut his teeth on special teams. Um, this was the one I looking back at. It, this is the one pick where I'm like, eh, what are you like? What are you doing? Um, but I, you know, I'm not going to change it now. So Cameron Smith out of USC, middle linebacker, is who I got. Uh, with my what, what picks is it? 171. Uh, I went with Sharif Miller out of Penn State, six foot four. I like the guy Sharif. He he he's my edge rusher that I decided to pick up. He he get off the snap with a uh, good burst, early charge. He he got good upper body movement, attacks with like suddenness from the edge. Really great athleticism. He's he's very he's a fast guy. And his motor is very good. I think Sharif Miller, he could be a good plug-in, not plug-and-play, but giving him some experience with James Betcher because James Betcher proved that he could really help out guys like B.J. Hill, who would expect him to be a starter this year. He proved out to be good. Sharif Miller, I think he fitted well with James Betcher's 3-4 defense, so I got Sharif Miller out of Penn State with the 171 pick. Definitely. All right, so for the 180th overall pick, we're getting deep. I believe that's sixth round. I got Miami running back. I can't believe he followed this far. Fell this far. Sorry, I'm not an idiot. Travis <laughs> Homer. Now, I might be a homer with this because this is the third Miami guy I picked. But I think he has the potential to be the number two running back on the depth chart. I don't think Wayne Gallman is a world beater. Rob Martin's a guy I like, but, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Travis Homer, he's extremely fast. He runs physical. I mean, he just makes plays. And he didn't have the greatest season, but I believe in the guy. And I think he is one of those late round running backs who can be a really great player. And I, I, I want us to get our backup running back out of this draft. Uh, see, I, I like, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I like Wayne Gallman. Yes, he has some issues with the hold of the football, but I believe he can be a quality guy behind uh, Saquon Barkley. But I do see a reason why you like Rob Martin better. Uh, that the this guy better. That's a fair assessment. But I went with the guy that obviously I did my research on, uh, Cameron Smith. Out of USC, as you said, he's probably going to have to make his name on special teams, but uh, he's a good guy. Lateral movement is good. He's fine at coverage. He's really giving me that Mark Hertzlich type of vibes. He, he's the guy that goes out there every Sunday ready to play. He's always ready to cheer on his teammates. He had some knee injuries and concussions with her this season, but I don't believe that'll be a problem. But that's why I believe he'll have, to, as you said, have to make his name on special teams. And uh, I, Cameron Smith, I like the guy. Definitely. All right, let's get these last two picks in. At pick 232, Danny, who do you got? Uh, this one, I, I was like, uh, I just, I don't know what to do with this one. I want Gary Jennings out of West Virginia, the wide receiver. Uh, I, I mean, he's probably going to have to be a special teams guy, but I, I think that he, in this mock draft, he felt very late, apparently. But uh, he, he's a tall guy, and that's something I feel like we're lacking right now. But once again, I don't expect him to be starting on this team. He'll probably be a special teams guy. But uh, he's able to shield the ball well against defenders. He's a, he's a very physical guy in coverage. He runs for t- runs with toughness. He's very good at the possession target type of catch. So uh, he, he he's also a very good zone beater from some of the uh, tape I saw of him. So 232, I went with Gary Jennings. I think I said Greg Jennings by accident. But Gary Jennings Jr. out of West Virginia, the wide receiver. Okay, okay. I got Buffalo linebacker Khalil, not Mac. Khalil Hodge. The guy's <laughs> a tackling machine. I know he played at Buffalo, but he led the call. He led college football in tackles over the past three years. I mean, he's just a tackle eater. And you see these guys from these small schools. They get they especially the middle linebacker spot, and that's why I'm picking so like I, this is the third middle linebacker I have to pick because that is the position where you see guys who go late. 
really make their name and cornerback too. Like, and you'll see with my next pick, I'll pick my third corner. Um, and it's, and it's the position that the giants are thin at. Like I love Tay Davis as much as anybody, but you know, you can't really like plan on him being your, your star middle linebacker. He's got a lot of potential, but we need to see that potential come through. I like Khalil Hodge. He's just a tackling machine. Uh, and he's pretty decent in coverage too, as well. So I, I like Khalil Hodge out of Buffalo. I like for the last, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I like that pick, Khalil Hodge. Uh, as you said, Tay Davis. He's a, he's a good guy, but he I don't think he could be our long term answer. Khalil Hodge will at least give Tay that motivation to keep going. I like Tay Davis though, but Khalil Hodge is a good pick right there. Go on. Yeah. Well, especially when uh, now I have that was my third middle linebacker picked, uh, and I and that was another one where it's like I feel like I like Khalil Hodge better than Cameron Smith. I don't know. Um, anyways, my last pick, Isaiah Wharton, cornerback out of Rutgers. Now this he's probably going to be an undrafted free agent guy, but I like him a lot. I believe, maybe it's part you know bias because I followed him, uh, but I I just think he's going to be a really good player, uh, and he he just does everything well. He has the size, and I feel like if he were to get to the undrafted free agent market, I feel like there'd be a lot of teams that would go after him, and you know maybe he'd pick the Giants, but I think a Patriots could be a team that's very interested in him. I like this guy a lot, so he would be my final Giants pick of this draft. Although. Actually, do your pick, and then I'll give my spiel about us having 12 picks. Uh, with the final pick, I went once again with depth at the interior offensive line. and with Patrick Vahe out of Texas. He's a guard, six foot three. Uh, I think maybe this may be a reach for him. I think he could be coming on draft to free agent. Some people, from what I see, say he uh, this is too low for him. Uh, so Patrick Vahe, I mean, he, he's fine. He's got above average mobility. His frame's fine. But he doesn't move very well laterally. He can whip a lot of pass or run blocking. Uh, he, he doesn't really use his frame sometimes for good advantages, which is kind of disappointing. And he does have a very limited ceiling. But once again, I don't view him as being a starter. He'll be depth in case something goes wrong. But obviously, I already picked Michael Jordan later on. But Patrick Vahe out of Texas, that is the final pick the Giants will make. All right. So we just went through 12 picks. Now, I think we're all expecting to tra- use some of these picks to trade up. I mean, what, what do you think about that? I mean, do you see us, you know, using some of these picks to trade up or, you know, getting picks in next year or what, what do you see happening as far as trade wise on, you know, day two, day three? Uh, I, I expect the Giants to use some of these picks to trade up. We're not in the Jerry Reese era. Jerry Reese was the type of guy that would sit and wait at his position. He will not budge, but I feel like Dave Gettleman, he's not going to be the type of guy to sit around. You got 12 draft picks. And you don't want to wait for someone to fall to you. If you see someone that you like, you got to use those picks to trade up. And he made it seem like in his pre-draft presser that he he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be afraid to trade up with some of these picks. Twelve picks. That's a lot of picks. And we got a lot of them from the D- Damian Harrison trade, the uh, Eli Apple trade, the Jason Pierre-Paul trade. So I, you can't just sit around and wait for these guys to fall to you. It, we got to trade up, not not like in like the second or third round, but like in the fourth round to maybe get into the third round again or some of these seventh, sixth, fifth round picks to maybe get up into the fourth. Because the Giants got some quality players in those like third, fourth, and sometimes fifth rounds like R.J. McIntosh, fourth round, Lorenzo Carter, and then B.J. Hill in the third. So you got to use some of these picks to trade up. That's just my opinion. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And someone pointed out to me in my mock that I didn't have any edge or pass rushers on the outside. I'm like, man, that's. That's true, but I think it was just because that gap between, you know, the 237 where I had Rosen going to, you know, 395 is a big. And, you you know, good pass rushers usually go, you know, are gone by then. And that's where I, in those later rounds, is where I've kind of fell in love with a bunch of the middle linebackers and corners. I think it's 
the two deepest. I think it's the best. It's the best day three position as middle linebacker uh, this year. I just there's so many other guys that I could have seen us getting. You know, getting you know Jermaine Pratt out of SC State. I mean, the names go. On. I mean, I freaking drafted three in our mock draft, so the names go on and on. Um, and then maybe we'll take Devin Bush at 17 or something, oh. and it'll, it, it'll be out there. Oh. That being said, um, yeah, I mean, is, is there anything else that we should cover that you might be expecting? Any surprises we could see? Can you see us doing a day one trade if, you know, moving up from 17? I mean, do you, what's what's something that you could see being like a huge surprise for us today? Uh, what you just said, because uh, the Giants trade up from 17, that could be a long time to win, and they may get antsy looking at someone like uh, Devin Bush still sitting there, knowing that he can go into like 11th to the Bengals. Uh, the Giants could very well trade up from uh, 17, I say to maybe 9. I'm not sure who's picking 9, but I remember reading somewhere 9, and I really like that idea, because they get someone like a Drew Locke, because I, I believe a Drew Locke. Uh, some people don't, but I believe the guy could have some potential uh, but I believe trade up from 17 to maybe like 9 back into the top 10. But that would be my decision. But uh, trade up from 6, I don't see that happening. That will be a big haul, haul to do. Uh, maybe if Kyler Murray falls and then the Giants really like him, like a, he most likely has to be their top QB on the board because the guy's a beast. Or maybe he's not, but they must know. And they, Well, sorry, I forgot English there for a second. But uh, Kyler Murray at his pro day, uh, he ran half hour late to his interview to the media session uh, because he had a extended meeting with the Giants. So if Kyler Murray falls, maybe the Giants get antsy or like, we got to go up and get him, but I don't believe that'll happen. I believe a trade up from 17 will be more likely. Uh, that'll probably be the biggest thing or even we'll see a Rosen trade. Maybe that'll happen. By the way, that reminded me of something I want to rant on and you don't have to chime in if you don't want to, Danny. All these people who say like, the media loves to take cheap shots at the Giants, saying they're what a what a dumb organization, what a clueless and glassless organization. And it's just maybe it's because I'm a Giants fan, I notice it, and because they're in the big market. But it's just it gets old. And then what you notice is all these players at the top of the draft and my quarterbacks, they always want to go play for the Giants. Why does everyone want to play for the Giants if they're such a classless and clueless organization? All right, that was just a little <laughs> side rant. All right, before we go, what is one player? that you are really intrigued by in the draft, it doesn't even have to be a first-round guy, it could be a second, third-round guy, that you're really intrigued by, that you don't think is going to go to the Giants, whether it's he's not going to be there or it's a, he's not a scheme guy or the, the position he plays is already filled. You know, say like a day-one running back or something. Uh, I'm going to go back to the corner position. Uh, oh, geez, I'm going to butcher the name, but Amani. Or why that is so wrong, but he's a Penn State cornerback. I fell in love with this guy watching his tape. The guy's a beast on the field, great at man zone coverage. I really believe he could be the guy to replace Janoris Jenkins, but sadly, in my mock draft, he was taken in the first round. Well, that was shocking to me, but once again, it's just a mock draft. I would love to get him on the Giants. He could be a good guy. He's someone I'm watching, not in the first round. If we're going to go first round, I'm going to have to say uh, probably uh, Devin white because i'm in love with Devin white I, I want him at big blue yeah definitely all right mine is actually a tight end which everyone knows we're not going to be taking an early tight end because of evan ingram he's out of san jose state josh oliver the guy is like an evan ingram prototype he's 6'5 250 runs a, a, a great 40 and he's just a all he, he can he can make difficult catches he runs great routes he can run every route on the route tree and 
He's going to be on Superman Radio Monday. What a weird coincidence. What a def- coincidence. I'm, I'm definitely not promoting the next episode, or the <laughs> next mon- Monday's episode of Superman Radio with tight end Josh Oliver. And maybe we'll get lucky. He'll get drafted by the Giants somehow or Zach's Colts. Last year, and we were very new last year, we booked something with Komoko Ture out of Rutgers. And he got drafted by the Colts in the second round, which was like perfect fit. Anyways... I am freaking excited for tonight to see what happens. I'm excited for Friday. Uh, I guess we'll be talking to you before Friday. Um, yeah, so we got a lot going on. Hey, it's draft day. We should all be happy and loving each other. <laughs> give give us a five-star rating and review, and maybe talk uh, talk about what player you want drafted in the second round and why. Or, you know, just leave leave something good because it really helps us. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't really like went out on social media and like, Hey, leave rate and review. I want the listeners to do it. I don't want to get, you know, fake reviews in there. So leave us a rating review. It means a lot. I think we're only at like 12 right now. So it helps us out a lot. Let's do it. Let's go big blue. It's draft day. It's war day. Let's get it done. Let's see who is the newest member of New York giants. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Recapping the first, the six, and the 17 pick, and whatever craziness happens. Maybe we'll have Josh Rosen. We'll see you guys then.